again, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And we get together every single day, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Help you guys in that journey to head back to the window. Good to be here. We got Bronco Devil in the house. We got 1777 memorabilia. All excited about the abs and six. Very good. Bronco Devil tweaking you just a little bit. Yeah, bringing up to saying Joey Gallo is the best player to ever put on a Yankees uniform. Scott, I don't I've, believe you agree I, with that. I think you'll remember my opening day play was Joey Gallo no hits at like plus 115. So I've been fully embracing the awful Gallo performance. I also have a play on Gallo under 93 and a half RBIs this season. How's that uh, looking? <laughs> 93 and a half. That was the number they gave you. It was minus one, uh, 15, I believe, at BetMGM. Does he have 40 yeah, I've yet? Yeah, I've been fading him the entire year. Does he, have four, does he have 40 yet? I don't believe so. Probably in the mid-30s would be my guess. So, All right, very good. How'd your weekend go, bud? Overall, went pretty well. Uh, ended up having a decent amount of baseball action. Had a couple of bad beats leading up to the weekend in team totals in particular, but I got back on track, uh, won my last two. We're going to mention one of them later on, but I had the Tigers yesterday, team total of four against Keuchel. Th- thanks a lot. Uh, you know, scored six in the first five. Here's some money. Welcome back, Keuchel. Here's, here's, here's free money. Yeah, uh, big X in the house. What up, Big X? Nicholas Lee checking in. Nicholas, good to have you. Joaquin Jordan, what's up, Scott? What's up with you, Joaquin? Double J, good to see you. James Mounts here, man. We got everybody checking in. So yeah, we uh, it's good to be here. We want to remind everybody, if you would be so kind, take a minute, smash that like button, smash those subscribe buttons. Of course, uh, two different channels to smash: the Winners and Winers YouTube channel. It's where you're going to find great. Daily content from people like me and Scott, uh, Mason Foles, a bunch of other cats, a bunch of new handicappers putting picks up there. Doing pretty well, too, Scott, so you can check that out. If you want to see us live, live in person, talk to you guys in real time, you know where to find us there, and that's the Max Wagers Network over at YouTube. You can check in there and find great content like uh, not only me and Scott, but uh, noon, midday money with Sean Higgs, 1 o'clock, Allie Burns giving you morning wood, me and Chris at 2, me and Scott at 3, Sean Miller with soccer at 4 o'clock and 5 o'clock brings you the Earl Brothers, Nick and Tim, along with Detroit Lenny, giving you your game time decisions. So check out all the great content from the Max Wagers Network. Get subscribed over there as well. So what else? Caesars still doing their thing. I don't know if we're going to be doing it in July, but I know through the end of June we got Caesars. $1,500 first bet, absolutely risk-free. Make sure you take advantage of that. If you win, you win. If you lose, Caesars will make it good up to $1,500 on your first bet, first deposit with the Caesars mobile sports betting app. Got to use the code VIDEOWINNERS15, VIDEOWINNERS15. Of course, we will drop that in today's show description along with the links for your individual states. You must be in a state where Caesars exists. Some of this stuff I don't really have to say, but I do. And, of course, you must be 21 to play. Anything else I've forgotten, Scott? Uh, not really. Okay. I've mostly just been betting on tennis this morning. Okay. Uh, a little Wimbledon. I know this is a big week for you. Uh, Rye Cape says, what's good? Uh, hopefully our picks. Hopefully our picks will be good. You know what wasn't good? The farm, Scott. Uh, Alcantara. One of, of the, all people. One of the farms we loved the most. Of all the, of all the nerfies we've done and all the farm plays, that was one of the ones I liked the most and went down in flames first, top of the first. 
So, so much for that. Uh, it was a hell of a run, though. What was that? Seven straight? Eight straight. Eight straight. Eight straight. Still a good run. Yep. We'll fin- take that any day. Finished with finished the week with four. Started the week with four. So now it's back. Now it's back to your pick. So we'll see if you can uh, get as hot again. Uh, Lex says we need to talk tennis sometimes. You ever thought about doing a tennis show? I have a tennis show. Huh? I I, I got a game. I got a tennis podcast over the weekend. Oh, nobody listens to that shit. No, I mean I mean here where people on are here. Yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, once again, it's on Spotify, so I'll, I'll be repeating some points. But we had the first episode for Wimbledon. Gave out some of my favorite plays there, along with some futures, and I broke those down. So far, very profitable. I've had two actual locks, so to speak, that took place already. Those two won, and I just hit a plus 380 underdog. So, nice. overall, a very solid first day of Wimbledon. That is very solid indeed. So, um, yeah, good information on that. If you want to get premium picks from me, you can get those. I do have them available in the comment section. Uh, or in the comment in the uh, in the show description, you can find the link there, along with my best play of the day. That's a uh, my my absolute best play, and it is a uh, kind of a guaranteed thing. So if you if you buy the play, it doesn't hit, get your money back. You can spend it on uh, another play from me. You can spend it on play from Chris. Whatever you want to do, you can use it however you want. So check that out as well. Um, Nicholas Lee says, what do you think of this D-Gen parlay uh, for the 4th of July weekend in UFC? Oh, Scott? I just want you to pronounce the first name. Just do the best you can. Uh, Plessis? Oh, what's, yeah. the first, what's the first part with the second part? Duplessis? Uh, Duplessis. Okay. All right. Close enough. All right. Close enough. Uh, Duplessis, Hall, Miller, oh, Gary O'Malley. Is O'Malley the kid with the, the crazy hair? Yes. I like him. O'Malley's the cotton corn hair guy. Yeah. Strickland, Holloway, and Adesanya. Actually, for, for UFC names, that wasn't a bad run right there. That's, that's I think you did pretty good. Well, when I have shit like Miller and O'Malley, yeah, I'm saying I can it helped st- out. I can stumble I, through that. Either way, you know, just Real, saying. It really I, brings my percentage. It brings my percentage. Oh, fuck yeah. When we used to do UFC shows, that was like my favorite part of the show because I we told you before, I just, I'd do it cold. And then Scott yeah. would tell me how they're really pronounced. So, yeah. Uh, you like that play? You, anything stand out that you don't like out of that? Uh, well, to go through, I'm not going to spend that much time going through each fight because right, I right. haven't done all of my breakdowns for the actual card. Uh, Duplass C, I think, is going to be a close fight, but I do like him. I think he's a very good prospect. Uh, besides that, Uriah Hall, he's plus 230. Uh, Hall's been one of the most underachieving prospects in the history of the UFC. I mean, he had the insane knockout and the ultimate fighter never really turned into the guy that people thought he was going to be. So Hall, I wouldn't be surprised if he either won by some crazy knockout or got his ass kicked. There's going to be no middle ground. I'm assuming Hall's probably going to lose. Miller against Cerrone is interesting because that's, of course, a last-second fight that was organized between two veterans. Uh, Cerrone, well, to be honest, he's been terrible for is that, years. Is that, so. is that Cowboy, Cowboy Cerrone? Yeah, it's Cowboy Cerrone. God, is that guy still around. alive? He's still around. He hasn't been relevant in a while. No. He had a couple of he had fights that were scheduled in the last month that both got canceled. So now he's against Miller. I think Miller's the better fighter, so I think Miller should win there. I am a fan of uh, Gary. I think that he'll win. Very solid up-and-coming Irish prospect there. Uh, besides that, O'Malley should win. Strickland should be a solid fight against Pereira. Uh, Pereira is the kickboxing legend. We'll see how that fight goes. 
I think that's a very close fight. So if I was scared of two, I would be scared of Hall and Strickland. Okay. And Holloway, once again, I think Volkanovski's going to win. But if you want to take an underdog, I don't mind taking the guy that basically got robbed in the second fight, which I think makes sense. So you got a couple of, once again, you gave out like a seven pick parlay. You know, there's going to be a couple of long shots in there or stuff that I disagree with that might end up working out. But if you're going to take some chances, I think there are worse plus money fighters to take than Holloway, who's been in two very competitive decisions against Volkanovsky in the past. Right. Or one very competitive decision. The first one was kind of lopsided. Very good. Right Cave says Cerrone needs to retire. I really thought he had. <laughs> so... Uh, Bronco said he'd rather go see Kenny Chesney. Not, not a UFC fan. Uh, that was from the last show. I have an opportunity. To it's go a great see. UFC card. I, it should be a very, very good card. I have an opportunity to go see Chesney this weekend for free, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. So we'll see. I think Cannoneer's got a shot against Adesanya. Okay. I, I think Adesanya's going to win, but I think Cannoneer's going to make it interesting. All right, very good. All right, my friend. Well, um, yeah, I think we've, I think we've, uh, I think we've covered everything. So let's make sure that we. Uh, that we get to it. Because, uh, Scott, you got any tennis plays? Anything you're on today that you want to talk about? Well, the matches are basically over today. Uh, they're still in the middle of a couple of second sets, third sets. And, yeah, my plays today already won. So, for tomorrow, uh, let me see what I have. Uh, I have Giron, minus one and a half games against Rune at about minus 110, minus 112. And I have Kakushkin, Brooksby, uh, over three and a half sets at minus one forty-five. Okay, there you go, Bill. A little, uh, little tennis, a little fuzzy ball for you there. Um, Nicholas Lee said, "I think that five max this one." I don't know what that means. What that means? Uh, Max Holloway in five. Oh, okay. Could be. Okay, there you go. I, I think it's going to a decision. Uh, Volkanovski. The thing is, he's a good wrestler. So I do think in the stand-up, Holloway can hold the zone because of the volume. The issue is going to be takedown defense. And if Volkanovski can get it to the ground, then worst case is he can sit on him and potentially steal some rounds just by maintaining top position. Very good. Scott, you've been boning up on the Tour de France for tomorrow? I have not. I, f- I figured that tennis was going to be my specialty when I get asked in the comment section. Uh-huh. And we're going to let your wife take care of all the cycling. All right. Quick reminder, my wife will be joining us tomorrow to break down the Tour de France, talk about the favorites. It's a weird, it's a weird field. You got a guy that you got one guy that's minus 135, which is just unheard of. It's like a NASCAR race having a minus driver at the top. It's just, it doesn't happen. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. And she is a true expert on the Tour de France. I'm I'm not kidding. I I've, I've pimped her hard. Well, you know what I mean. I have uh, extolled the. the I, I don't know. You're the one who said who used that phrase. That's that's between you and her. Hundred percent on me. Yeah. Abs- absolutely correct. Okay. So she'll be with us tomorrow. Right after we do our regular thing, she'll be joined, stopping by about uh, about three twenty or so. So make sure you check that out as she talks Tour de France and uh, gives you some bet- some betting opportunities, some long shots and shit like that. So. Yeah. All right, very good. Oh, uh, F. Jeffrey Mayer loves the tour. There you go. Well, you are going to be in the right place tomorrow, buddy. So I think half the people are going to tune in to see if it's a, a, a rubber blow-up doll that I'm actually married to, and the other half actually like the tour. So it'll be interesting to see. So, Scott, let's find out what happened yesterday. Let's uh, let's break it Let's break it down. We'll, we'll take a look at the entire weekend, and we'll talk about the winners. We'll talk about the winners. We'll talk about the people that took it in the shorts. And the people that took it to the bank, you know who you are, man. Did you uh, did you have a nice, easy win? Or did you have to pull out the Nokia and call the cops?
All right, Scott. Well, let's uh, let's fire it up into the major leagues. If you had the Astros on the run line, plus one and a half against the Yankees. Uh, looking pretty good. Tie game, entering the bottom of the 10th. Just, uh, it's all right. Yankees, just pick up the win. Just don't hit a walk-off three. Oh, shit. Aaron Judge, he's pretty good, Scott. He can hit the ball a little bit. Three-run home. It was it was a weird series where the Yankees got outplayed in about 96% of the series. Mm-hmm. But, they, but they still managed to split two to two. Yep, yep. Uh, Aaron Judge walked it off. Three-run dinger. Sorry about your Astros plus one and a half. It is uh, time to call the cops. And for the second one, I'm actually going to pivot. On the sheet, I have one thing, but I'm going to have something else instead. I'm going to pick the Braves on the money line against the Dodgers. It was a late-night game. But the Braves were winning by two runs entering the ninth inning. And then you ended up having Clay Thompson's brother hit a two-run single to tie the game. Game went to extras, and the Braves ended up losing 5-3. to three. But when you're up two runs going into the ninth inning, and it's the late game, too, so you're sweating it out, and you end up losing, that's pretty rough. What uh, what game was that, Scott? What day was that? Uh, that was yesterday. That was the uh, Sunday Night Baseball game, Braves-Dodgers. I, I have a bad piece of news for you, buddy. Braves won that game. No, they did not. They absolutely did. They lost 5-3. to three. Uh, They did not. They won 5-3. to three. Dodgers, I'm, looking, trust, I'm looking right at it. The Dodgers won 5-3. to three. It's wrong. I was I was watching the game live. I'm Do- on ESPN. They Do- won the game. No, they didn't, Scott. I'm on. So ESPN's lying to me. They're wrong. They did not win the game. And wait, wait till the comment section lights up and tells you you're wrong. Because it they says did. right here the Dodgers won five to three. Well, I'm also looking at ESPN. It says Braves five to three. So that is extremely weird. Because I was watching that game. I had the no, over. No timeout. You have Braves five to three. Does it say extra innings? Then you're in the day before. The Dodgers won five to three. You're on the Freed game. That was Saturday. Oh, the comment right. section saying the Dodgers won. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the. I. That's right. It was. I had. I had the over eight and a half. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. That was Saturday night where, where the Dodgers let me down with the guy in third, and it was last night that the Braves let me down with the runner yeah. on base. So, so yeah, you're uh, right. I re- I originally had the Cardinals first five. Okay. They were up five nothing, and they ended up blowing it five five, but. It was a late game. I had to include it. You blew a multi-run lead in the ninth inning. Yeah. So if you had the Braves on the money line, you could rip it up. It's not good. And if you had the White Sox on the run line, minus one and a half against the Orioles, not a great weekend for the White Sox against the Orioles. Uh, they didn't manage to get it yesterday. They had four to one after eight. Finally, they're going to fucking do something. Baltimore got two, what do we call them? Useless runs, needless runs, unnecessary runs because they didn't tie the game. All they did was beat the run line. Chicago wins that one four to three. Tear up your Chicago run line. Shame on you for betting the fucking White Sox anyway. On the bright side, Larusa might keep his job because they didn't get swept at home by the Orioles. Jesus. Yep. All right. Well, there was some good news out there. Maybe you were in the maybe you're in uh, one of these spots, and there was a lot of games that qualified. A lot of blowouts over the weekend. We've picked three, and we're going to reveal them right now. Let's find out who it was who had that nice, easy weekend kicked back in the rocking chair. So the first one, if you had the Reds on the money line at plus 150 against the Giants, they led 7 to nothing after three innings, and they won 10-3. to DeSclafani, not ideal, Scott. Uh, not good. Not good. Good. He was good for about, what, the first half of last year, mm-hmm. and then he kind of fell off a cliff after that. Could have put the over in this spot, too. Uh, that was easy over money as well, so... Uh, Padres Phillies over seven and a half had seven runs in the first three innings. That game landed 13 
was that, is that Saturday? Is that yesterday? Uh, all these were yesterday. Okay. All right. That was Darvish against. I forgot who was pitching. For you know what it is? I didn't watch shit yesterday. I watched the College World Series and I watched the race and I watched the end okay. of the, and I watched the end of the Dodgers game. So every, everything I think, think everything I'm thinking, think I think it happened Saturday. So now these are all from yesterday. All but right. Very if, good. if you had the Blue Jays Brewers over nine and a half, total of nine and a half with Chi-Chi on the mound, what can possibly go wrong? Uh, you had six runs in the first inning and then five runs in the second inning. So that's eleven through two. Game landed thirteen. But it wasn't it wasn't Chi-Chi, right? Chi- didn't Chi-Chi get the win? Uh, I don't think Chi-Chi pitched long enough. He gave up three in the first inning. Well, but they Both got gave up three in the first. But his team won- got absolutely shelled in yeah. the second inning. Yeah, the Brewers the the Brewers cranked him. I mean, yeah, I know. No, Chi-Chi didn't get the win. I, I didn't. I mean, the the team got the got the win. Oh no, the Brewers did most of the heavy lifting offensively. Yeah. but on principle, with Chi-Chi pitching, you can't have a total of nine and a half. No, and that was what like eleven three. That game ended up. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Or two. It was eleven three or ten three. I think 3. it was ten three. Okay, very good. All right, very solid. So, of course, uh, maybe we can. Uh, maybe we're waiting for tonight. Maybe you got some stuff for tonight for the rocking chair. So, uh, Scott, a couple of candidates for this one, but uh, <laughs> this one uh, definitely raised some eyebrows. <sighs> Odds makers, sometimes the things just don't go your way. And, you know, we make fun of you and we say you're drunk, and it's, you know, there's really nothing you could have done. This one. There was something you could have done. This was absolutely ridiculous. Odds makers, I'm pretty sure you are absolutely blasted. So we talked about a nice easy over with uh, Chai Chai Gonzalez on the mound. But Scott, there was a game with featured uh, Dallas Keuchel and Bo Brisky. What would you think that total should be? 11 and a half, 12, 14? Yeah, I was going to say, you'd assume probably nine and a half, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. give or take. Eight and a half, Scott. Now, I know the Tigers don't score a lot of runs. I get that. Diamondbacks don't exactly have a uh, mauling offense. But eight and a half with these two with, hackasauruses on the mound. With uh, Keuchel? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, come on. He's been an over machine this season. He's been a fade machine. This game landed 18, Scott. Odds makers, it's Keuchel. It's Bo Brisky. Are you fucking drunk? What's the deal? I I couldn't understand it. It was kind of annoying for the play of the day because I was waiting for the odds makers to post a line on this game mm-hmm. until like six thirty in the morning. Yeah, I wanted. I, I gave up, and I woke up the following. I woke up like a couple hours later at ten thirty or eleven. I'm like, all right, it's time to make a video. Yeah, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to make a play on that. And yeah. like you said, that we we just couldn't get a line. You're like, fucking, how hard is this, guys? And appara- I just waited it out. And apparently, it was a uh, pretty hard. Yeah, it was one of those games where I could have found something else to get it over with and you know get my play done. But I knew going in that was the game that I was going to bet. So I waited it out, and I figured since it was a four o'clock game, I could afford to upload it at like ten or eleven. Yeah. So I did. You know, whatever worked out. All right, very good, uh, Scott. College World Series didn't work out for us. We both had a different interest in Arkansas. That did not come to pass. However, I feel better about it because my team lost to the team that... Uh, somebody said that. Somebody broke. said, well, Scott Reichel will feel better. Like, well, good for him. Personally, I don't give a fuck. Once my it doesn't team, make a difference. Once my team made the semis. Once They're my, 25 to 1. They once, made the semis. Once my team's you know, dead, whatever. it's dead. So let's find out. Who could it be now, Scott? Let's find out. 
usually it's an individual award, but we're going to expand that a little bit and find out the Monday edition of the Gambling Hero of the Weekend. All right, sir. Uh, go ahead. Take this one. So we're going to go back to the College World Series, and we're going to be looking at, well, the Ole Miss Rebels, because they entered the tournament with 60-1 to 1 odds. I believe they were one of the last four in yep. to the tournament. Correct. And they ran the table. Mm-hmm. They won the entire championship, and they ended up coming from behind yesterday against Oklahoma, and they swept the uh, two out of three. So props to Old Miss. Also, honorable mention there to the Avalanche, who won the Stanley Cup last night. But the Avalanche were one of the preseason favorites. Old Miss was 60-1, to 1, so we mentioned them first. I think that's fair. Yeah, fair enough. What do you think of the uh, interference call in the College World Series? Uh, interference is such a difficult call to make. Uh, I've seen worse calls. I've seen better calls. Can I say that? Sure, sure. What do you think? You know, it, by the letter of the rule, I get it. Technically, yeah, yeah. I mean. what The part I don't understand, I don't understand why everybody has to go back to their original spots. Yeah. The interference didn't have anything to do with the guy going first to second or third to home. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't understand why they had to reset everybody, but that was, I, you know, I was part of the rule. I just, that doesn't seem to make any sense to me. I thought it was, I thought it was a royal fucking and it completely turned the game around. As it, you've got, would have had a one run in, two guys on with still just one out, and yeah, just it would have changed some stuff. But at the end of the day, when you give up back to back wild pitches for runs down the stretch, you yep. kind of deserve to lose the game. That's the second time this week we saw back to back pitches. Uh, oh, well, the Reds to, did that like a week or two ago. Come into play in the ninth, in extras. So, but yeah, all right, very good. And I go thoughts on the thoughts on the NHL. Final takeaway there. Kempfer was decent, but he didn't face a ton of shots. I think he only faced what twenty eight shots, if I'm not mistaken. It, I think twenty three shots. Twenty three shots. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. It was, it was one of the most impressive defensive performances I've seen in a long time. Yeah. In the playoffs, because the Lightning had two shots in the entire third period, and one was from center ice. Yeah. So they allowed one offensive zone shot. The one-timer from Kucherov with like three minutes to go. In the entire third period of a road closeout Stanley Cup game. Yeah. Is that not one of the greatest defensive, at least, stretches Has to be. you've ever seen in a sport? Has to be. Has to one be. shot on goal in the offensive zone? That's, want, that, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, when they needed it most, a team that was the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. When couldn't they do anything. Couldn't do anything. Absol- yeah. Absolutely stoned them. So, congratulations. To the Avs, um, that was fun. That was fun. I feel like I had a little skin in that since we do the you know the Denver show. So because I don't have affiliations with anybody besides really the Islanders, and the only reason there is because they we had their minor league franchise for a few years. So you could argue Colorado avenged the Islanders, but of course that was not this year. But yeah, at least Tampa's. At least there's a trophy going somewhere that's not Tampa. That's right. That's right. So. Very good. Um, is this the, is this the start of the big run for Denver? Bronco Bronco says it's the the Bronco said that it was going to be the first of a couple of titles this season for Denver teams. 
He did not allude to which other teams, however. Are the Avalanche playing again this season? That's what I asked. I said, are you talking about next year with the Avalanche? Or I'm trying to think of – I'm not trying to be a hater, but I'm trying to be realistic here. Mm-hmm. The, the Broncos, I think, are going to be a fun wild card team that could make a run, but we'll see. They have a brand-new head coach. We'll see if he can actually hack it or not. See what I did there? No, that's very good. Pun intended. I thought that was pretty good. Nice. But – Denver new, should be a playoff team. New they're owner. Tough, new owner, too, by the way. I was going to say, they're in the toughest division in football, though. So it's it's not going to be a fun time. Also, if Wilson can actually keep the, the hand healthy. But the Nuggets, I get it. You know, they were all injured for this past year. But are you sold on Porter Jr. staying healthy for an entire season? Because nobody is. No. Uh, you know, it's... it's... And, you know, it's not like he's got, you know, he had like knee surgery or something where it just gets better. Or you like, he fixed it, it's fixed, now it's fine. Oh, he's had chronic, like, back issues. Chronic back. I don't think it's going to change anything. Yeah, and a quick reminder to everybody, it cost him his career at Mizzou. He, he literally yeah. he literally played. He played what, two games? Two games. He played, the like, yeah. the first game of the season, last game of the season. That's that's, yeah. all, that's all he played. And but limited minutes at that. The so. way I see it, of course, the Rockies we're not even going to talk about because they're terrible, but... I think your I think your best bet's the Broncos, and even best bet, I think they're a pretty solid. I don't even know, like ten and seven, eleven and six team. Somebody somebody brought up uh, all three wild card teams coming out of the AFC West. You buying that? No, because I think the Raiders are going to be terrible. Okay, yeah, that's that was. That was I, I think the Raiders have talent. Of course, they got Adams, they got Chandler Jones, underrated pickup there. Mm-hmm. Are we sure McDaniel's can coach? No. Because we tried this like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. The offensive line for the Raiders is still okay. I think it's a little overrated, to be honest, because uh, Leatherwood was just awful last year. But do you like the defense? They admitted that uh, Cleveland's a bust. They decided to not renew the contract or pick up the option for Abram. Right. I don't think that, oh, particularly, I don't think that the defensive secondary is any good no. for the Raiders. And I think that in that division with Mahomes, with Herbert and with Wilson, I think the pass defense is going to get torched. Raiders in the overs. Raiders in the overs. Broncos said the Denver was 7-10 and 10 last year with no quarterback. Okay. So, what are they going to be this year? Nine and I eight? said 10-7. and seven. I, th- I think that's a fair grade. I do, too. Yeah, I do, too. So, I think they'll make the playoffs, but the Raiders, people keep trying to tell me the Raiders are going to be like this dark horse team. I think last year was the dark horse run. And they really didn't look overly impressive down the stretch. They just managed to get by. Yeah. But in this division, I think the Raiders are easily the worst team. Nick says uh, the AFC West, they will kill each other. Said so the division winner will be a four seed and only two make the playoffs. That's a bold call right there. It's a bold call. The, the second part I can understand if you think the Chargers fail so many fourth down conversion or fourth down attempts, they miss the playoffs again. That's always a that's always a possibility there. Mm-hmm. I think three get in. I'm trying to think of other playoff teams, or at least teams that have a shot at it. Yeah, we did we did we did this on the last show. You've got you've got Miami out of the out of the. I was going to say the Dolphins because the division sucks. Right, and you've got Cincinnati and Baltimore out of the the north. Okay, you got nobody out of the south. Cincinnati's tricky because I'm sure those both teams are tricky because Lamar had the injury last year. And Burroughs had a bunch of knee issues. So right. I, I'm assuming they should make a run for it. But would it surprise me if Cincinnati, I don't want to say craters, but would it shock me if Baltimore wins the division and Cincinnati finds themselves 
nine and eight missing a playoff spot, I would not be surprised. No, not a bit. And then in the South, you've got Tennessee and Indy. I'd be stunned. I think one team makes that. I was going to say, I was, I'd be stunned to see two teams make that. So Broncos, yeah. Broncos said everybody with Raiders makes it. I think that's more realistic. That, so. That's where I stand. I think the Raiders will finish six and 11. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't see the chiefs or whoever wins that division having, I, I get the theory behind it, Nick. I get, the, I get the theory that if they kill each other, it takes away the, you know, the easy wins that you'd be getting from other divisions, but I just don't see the first They're place. Talented. Team coming out of that coming out of that division being worse than you know Baltimore or you know the Colts the Colts yeah that's, that's, yeah I, I think the winner of that division probably gets a two or a three Colts get the number one seed this Nick is going uh going sounds rogue. A biased going rogue here buddy that's uh uh since he wasn't that great during the season no they were not Bronco I agree it was it was a that was a frustrating team as a frustrating two games there both of them the fucking Chiefs should have won but anyway yeah I'm I mean, sure of I... course, props to them. They managed to circle mm-hmm. the wagon, so to speak. They but thing. I question the injuries to the quarterback, and I question the potential flukiness of the run. Yeah. And what we've seen before, teams that make it in a surprise fashion to the Super Bowl. Take a step back. They usually don't get back there Correct. at all, or at least maybe within a year or two. I, I could see a Falcon situation. James Mounts, is that Cleveland? Uh, Tim says, uh, Nick says he's a, he's a Giants fan, not biased. Uh, I think the Titans are overrated and Jackson Houston are four free wins. I, yeah, okay. I would... so you're, you're talking about stacking up the actual division, but I think yeah. Matt Ryan's washed. Yeah, that's my, that's, I don't yeah. think Matt Ryan's any good. So he that's, used to be not now. That's we'll see. Uh, Colts good last year. O-line is very good. I agree with, I agree with, I agree with both of those things. Colts defense was, was outstanding last season. O-line the Titans can, missed the playoffs. What's that? I think the Titans missed the playoffs. Yeah, that that fucking horrible defense is finally going to catch up with them. Earl, you can argue that uh, Ryan's an upgrade over Wentz. I'm just saying I think it's closer than people think. Yeah, I'm really low on Matt Ryan. Fair enough. Fair enough. We're gonna we're, we're gonna find out. Of course, you know he ain't that much of an offensive line there either. So no, but from what I've seen, Ryan just isn't the guy anymore. Okay. All right. Uh, he says elite defense and O line, best running back in the league. Said uh, won't need Ryan to do much. Just saying, with uh, Reich's red zone play calling and Matt Ryan's red zone interceptions throughout his career, might get interesting in the red zone. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Summer sweats is the Bills' years this year. They're my pick, but okay. that, again, that's not a hot take. They're the favorite to win the whole thing. Well, we'll uh, I, don't, I don't. We might break. We'll start breaking this down probably All Star Week. Yeah, we will, but the you Bills, and I are, in my opinion, are the best team in the league. You and I are going to do. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk a little. No, Wimbledon will be over. So we, yeah, we'll talk a little. We'll talk a little football starting that week and some of the moves that they've made. Because you and I will be doing shows. Um, I think we're going to do a show on the fourth, but I think it'll be pre-recorded, so we won't. Yeah. It won't do it interactive style. So you guys definitely check that out between uh, eating some barbecue and some fireworks. And you guys know we'll end up doing division videos for you know the NFL. Oh yeah, go through break. Yeah, these won't be our this won't be our official NFL videos. This will just kind of be, you know, just sort of reviewing how they did with the draft, what needs that they address, new coaches and things like that. An overview. Why? uh, What? What? Yeah, more of a twenty thousand feet, twenty thousand foot view. You know why Broncos going to be pissed off again and disappointed in the Broncos, things like that. Yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, we got a pretty limited card tonight. That's uh, you know, that's the reason for all the all the bullshit up front here. We've got uh, 
Oh, we got six games, four, five. Seven. Got a lot of baseball, but that's yeah, it. We got nine. Okay, so uh, a little better than half of a full slate. You know, of course, we're going to have a bet the farm play later. What else you got? You got Blackburn going against Montgomery tonight, Scott. A's, I like the under. A's can't score for Blackburn. Yeah, you kind of got to like the under there. Montgomery's been pretty damn good. They they have identical ERAs, by the way. They're both at, both of them at two nine seven. Is there any value there taking Oakland at plus two twenty or so? I think you can argue that Oakland, if Blackburn pitches lights out, we saw the Yankees get no hit for about sixteen innings over the weekend. Right. So it's possible. I do feel better about taking an alternative spread or one of the reverse run lines. If you want to go with Oakland plus two and a half, especially with the Yankees being at home, okay. not having to bat in the ninth, and that's a very good deal. But I like the under. We know Oakland can hit. The Yankees offensively have started to revert back to home run or bust mentality. I'm looking at the under. I think eight and a half is too high. Okay, very good. Bronco Dillis says, I know where you live. Indeed, he does. That's very true. He does. Uh, Ty wants to know any thoughts on the WNBA tonight. Scott, I know you're the uh, kind of a WNBA sniper, and I know the Sparks are playing. What do you uh, got? Anything you got anything cooked up? We're going to play the over there in the Vegas game. Oh, wait. so I actually did a WNBA podcast this morning. Uh, looking at the plays, I like the over in the Fever Mercury game. Okay. Of uh, the Mercury got rid of Tina Charles, so they're playing a lot smaller, which means they've been playing faster. Indiana, most up-tempo team, worst defense in the league. So I see points there. I believe the total's at 169, and I think Vegas wins handily. Uh, whether, you, whether you want to take them minus the 7.5, even an alternative like minus 10.5. They've played twice this season. Vegas has won each meeting by at least 17 points. Yeah, was it 24 and 17? Yeah, I, I think Vegas wins pretty handily. So those are my two WNBA thoughts. Okay, very good. Uh, Scott, under Dodgers and Colorado. 11 and a half. Cool. Is 11 Cool's half. been okay. Yeah. You can argue that the Dodgers might get off to a slow start because of the late game in Atlanta. We're going to talk about that game a little bit later, but I guess I would lean to the under because I just think Anderson's a solid pitcher. Yep. It really comes down to if you think Colorado does anything. Okay. Uh, Do you? Do you think so? Because Colorado recently has been not that great. They're better at home, but no, I still think this. One, I think that one stays under the total as well. And when you say better at home, for the record, they're nineteen and nineteen. Yeah, they're they're five hundred. They're five hundred so, at home. Correct. They, yeah. and last year they were they were one of the top two or three teams in in the majors in the home, and they were absolutely the doormat on the road. And we have a celebrity in I, the uh, see that section. By we, the way, we joke around, say a big fan of the show, but apparently this guy actually is a big fan of the show. Big fan, uh, Bennington. I, by the way, nice aim on that water bottle throw at Kadri during the press conference. Respect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, as a whole, Blues once again solid overall team. Uh, made a lot of money in them against Minnesota in the first round. They were good to it. Bennington stays healthy. Maybe they could hang around with Colorado. I still think they would have lost the series. I'm trying to think of what St. Louis really needs. I just think they need another high quality score. It's easier said than done, but I'm trying to think of all the weapons that they really have. Perron's kind of a hybrid guy. O'Reilly's a hybrid guy. Tarasenko's a sniper. Buchanevich is pretty good. I think you could use another guy who could get you 25, 30-plus goals in a season. I think you're just one piece short offensively. Be handy. 
Uh, Bronco Devil says his nephew works for the Blues. Excellent. And James Mount says the Blues are his home team. So a uh, a St. Louis guy. So as as when you meet anyone from St. Louis, you have to ask them just one question, Scott. Hey, James, where'd you go to high school? <laughs> it's a St. Louis thing. For I'm going to guess one of the Parkways. Parkway West, Parkway North, Parkway Central, something like that. I don't know. I could be wrong. Probably went to Ladue. Uh, anything else on the card? I had a play earlier today. It was my play of the day. Loved this matchup. I was catching plus 160 and change on Boston up against Toronto. It was Waka against Gausman. And now for, I can't, I, this happened since I came on the air. Uh, it's Seabold instead of Waka. So I have, it still might be okay though. Cause yeah. Boston has one seven straight. I know so you're still, you're still getting the hotter team that's been playing well, but yep. Just to actually put into perspective, since people might not actually realize this, the Red Sox started the season. Uh, let me just pull up the worst. I got to find the low. Point. I know they're nineteen and four over their last twenty-three. I was going to say they started the year eleven and twenty. Okay. And now they're forty-two and thirty-one. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, so the Red Sox have been phenomenal over the last two months. God damn, James, you got me, buddy. Of all the people I went to I went to college with and all the people from St. Louis, I've never heard of that school. Congratulations, you stumped me. I'm assuming it was a Catholic school. It says it was a Catholic school, yeah. No, but... I know. That's why I said it. Okay. Uh, very good. Uh, Siebel was a listed pitcher tonight. Uh, not at 1 o'clock in the morning, he was not, Nick. It was it was, it was Walker, and he's been bumped. So. What happened to Walker, anyway? It's just, he's going tomorrow night. Oh, okay. He's pushing it down? Yeah, because I... I double-checked everything before I sent that, and I did that one about 12.30, 1 o'clock Central Time, and it was still it was still Waka and, uh, you know, uh, Gausman. So I was pissed. Pissed. That's what I tell you. Uh, no way you're catching one. Dude, I'm telling you, that's why I liked it. I know. I know. I know. I'm going to get roasted, but. Once again, I I wasn't really checking. At mm. no point that I can I knew going into tonight or last night I should say, I knew I was going to bet the Angels in some capacity. I was just going to fade Giolito entirely, and I got team total of four and a half over a plus one ten. Okay, Giolito has been awful. Yeah, and I know that people in the comment section of my video were talking about how it's plus money because the Angels bottom half of the lineup is not very good. You're not wrong. The bottom half of the lineup sucks. Yep. But look at Giolito's numbers and tell me how it's plus money with the wind blowing out, by the way. Yeah, he's given up. Like, I want to say, we talked about this on the last show. Uh, I can do it real quick here. Yeah, 20, 27 over the last five over his last five starts. So he's given up 5.4 runs per game. He has an ERA of 13.5 in the last two starts. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. So dude. four and a half at plus money, like that. that's an auto play in my book, just mm -hmm. based on how the wind isn't even a factor. The wind's actually beneficial to you. So if you want to go for a prop there, I don't mind Trout to hit a home run, Otani to hit a home run. But Giolito's given up four home runs in his last two starts combined. And I'm assuming that uh, Trout and Otani might get a couple of hangers at some point. What a hanger, Sarge. Yeah, uh, he's, he's given up dingers, man. He's given up yep. given up nine home runs in those five starts. It's rough. Nah, I'm with you here. I think that's I think that's a decent price. Uh, twins, this is a revenge spot, says Bruce. Uh, Minnesota, you on the twin? You on the Twinkies tonight, bud? No, it's a big series. You're looking at a spot where uh, Minnesota's trying to extend its lead 
on the Guardians, but Cleveland's lost four in a row. Now, they did play the Red Sox mm-hmm. for the last three at home. They lost each of them by multiple runs. I'm on Minnesota. I like McKenzie. Uh, these pitchers actually just faced off against each other, and uh, both of them sucked. Right. You had a, I believe it was 12-11 11-10. game last week. 11-10, yeah. close enough. Whatever. But I'm going to go with Minnesota. I have a hard time fully going with Cleveland when they just got absolutely smacked at home over the weekend. I'll go with Minnesota at around minus 120. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I just, you know, ever since I've, ever since I've kind of turned people on to Tristan McKenzie and told you how much I liked him, he's been eh, not horrible, but he, although he, awful last he did have one horrible was, start, yeah. but he, he was like, eh, he gave up five against Baltimore. Then he gave up against six. So two of his last five stars, he's given up five or more, but. I still think I still I still like the kid. I think he's good. Uh, I'll tell you one other play I'm tempted by for a dog. I'm looking into Baltimore. I do acknowledge that Kirby's been good. Mm-hmm. Wells is okay. It's mostly just continuing to buy low on Baltimore. And I'll admit it, I was dead wrong during the preseason uh, division breakdowns. I thought the Orioles would be pushing a hundred losses. Did you think six games under? Did you think these two teams would be tied at almost the midway point? I did not. Yeah, they're both thirty um, both thirty-four and forty on the season. I'm looking at Baltimore and they've won four or five. They're actually a pretty decent I'd say offensive team. They've been better recently, but the bullpen's been amazing. Mm-hmm. So do I want to lay one fifty with Seattle? Not really. I think I'm tempted by Baltimore. I I don't hate the under there either, but like you said, Tyler Wells has been very good so far this season, Scott. He's given up uh, three or less in all of his starts. And, yeah, he's given up three just three times. So he's been solid. He doesn't go extremely deep into these games. He's another guy that if you get six out six yeah. innings out of him, you should be happy. He's not terribly It's a, it's a number game for me. Yep. Um, you know, he's got – he walks a few too many. But, yeah, that's a uh, – I think that's a solid matchup. I think that's a coin flip, and we always tell you. I was going to say, Seattle should be favored, but probably minus 130. I think 150 is a bit too much. Yeah, I think Yeah, I think, I think we're dealing with perception here. I literally think this is a minus 110 coin flip type of game. I think this is tremendous value catching this at plus 130. So I just think, Kirby, I think Kirby's better, so that's why I'm kind of tilting it a little bit to Seattle. So What, what, what just happened says uh, Nerfy screams Baltimore tonight. I don't hate that at all. Well, Baltimore is the worst first inning uh, offensive team in the league. So, what's that? Baltimore, yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore scores the fewest uh, runs in the first inning yeah, of any team. You always have to look at Baltimore and Miami. Miami's because they they kind of go back and forth. Miami's twenty ninth right now. Baltimore's thirtieth. So, yeah. Oh, he's good. Uh, Austin Hayes has been a good fantasy pickup. Yes, yes, I believe that is true. Uh, watch Akins and Lopez out of the pen over the next day. They burn them. Oh, that's a great. That's a great tip, F. Jeffrey. Very good. All right, um, Scott. Let's talk about uh, the only thing we have left to talk about. You know what? Let's get to it. It is time once again. You guys, uh, you guys got a little spoiled, and we got the little cocky. I'm not. I'm not going to lie, Scott. We got just a little bit cocky, and uh, you knew it was going to jump up and bite us eventually, and it did. But we're ready to start a new string. It is time once again, guys. Let's, uh, it's Monday. Let's get those fresh overalls out of the dryer, put them on, put both straps on. We're not hillbillies. Get your, get your straw hat on, climb aboard your John Deere and fire that bad boy up because kids, once again, it is time to bet the farm. (laughs) 
You good? Yeah. You ready? Where am Bam. I? I just think I have it set up right. There it is. All right. Bam. Afternoon. All right, Scott. Well, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, neither neither pitcher could get through unscathed on Friday. It happens. Put it in the rearview mirror, and we move on. So we do have another bet the farm play ready for today. What do you got fired up there, buddy? So we're going to go to the Dodgers-Rockies game, and we're going to take the Dodgers minus one and a half at around minus 130. Dodgers have won five of their last six games. They've been playing really good ball pretty much ever since Roberts called them out a couple of weeks ago. And the most important part, each of those five wins have been by at least two runs. So when the Dodgers win, they win by margin. The Rockies are not a good baseball team, and they're playing like it because they've lost five of their last six. Anderson on the mound for the Dodgers. He's been amazing over the last month and for the entire season. Last five starts, 28 and one-thirds innings pitched, 2.54 ERA. And Chad Cool is pitching for Colorado. Overall, decent numbers this season, but his last two starts are not great. 10 innings pitched, 5.4 ERA. We think the Dodgers offensively get it going at Coors. We think the Rockies offensively struggle against Anderson, as the Dodgers should win, in my opinion, by a couple runs. There you go. So don't be afraid of that Dodgers run line. You want to get froggy, you can lay two and a half. What the hell? But you know what? We're not going to go crazy. We're going to take the Dodgers, lay a little lay a little juice there at minus 130, but we think it's worth it. Dodgers run line, minus one and a half, minus 130. And that's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show. We appreciate everybody stopping by. As always, don't forget, we're available in podcast form. If you don't get a chance to uh, check out the show on the video side, we're always available every day, usually about 10 minutes after the show's over. That'll be posted on the podcast platforms, wherever you get your normal podcast. That's where it will be. So you guys have a great Monday. Once again, we'll be back tomorrow to talk Tour de France with uh, the one and only uh, Mrs. Steen. So we'll have fun with that. You guys have a great night. Good luck on all of your plays. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you one more time tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I do our best to help you head back to the window. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.